today's episode, we are going to be covering this topic of a sub-brand. Like, how do you create a sub-brand within your overall church's brand? I get this question a lot after going through the branding process, and I wanted to walk you through some tips, five tips to help you get this right as you are working with your church. Maybe you're the church communications person or the pastor that does everything. I just want to get you these tips so that you're able to get this right for your church. The problem, if you don't get this right, is that your church becomes very confusing. Uh, There's too many brands, too many colors, too many fonts, too many things going on. It's a lot of noise, and when there's a lot of noise, people don't take action. So a great brand allows people to know what their next steps are and then to take those steps. And again, if we have a lot of brands going on within the church, that is a struggle. The solution is that you need to uh, understand the difference between a branded house and a house of brands. So within the branding world, there's these two concepts. A branded house is basically a organization that has sub-brands underneath the main brand. Think about uh, Google. Google might have Google Docs, Google Sheets, Google Voice, but it's all underneath the Google brand. So that's a branded house. But a house of brands is where there's a lot of different sub-brands within the overarching brand that that has to be managed. So think about Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola has a bunch of different sub-brands that are in and of themselves brands of their own. So Coca-Cola owns Sprite. Well, Sprite's a completely different brand. It's the colors, the fonts, the logo, everything's different about Sprite. The way they market Sprite or promote Sprite is different. Powerade is underneath Coca-Cola. So that's a a different brand, completely different audience than Coca-Cola itself. So Coca-Cola has to manage all these different brands and it's a very difficult thing to do, uh, especially for a local church. If you're a smaller church, maybe you're 300, 400 people on on a weekend or smaller or right, right in that range, it's very hard, especially if you don't have a staff member that's just in charge of design or communications to manage a a house of brands so what i recommend is that you go for a branded house you'll be able to be more concise and clear to the user the person that's coming into the church especially those coming in for the first time again a, a great brand is welcoming to the outsider so people don't feel like an outsider they feel like they can understand quickly what people understand quickly is what they'll buy into our goal as Uh, church communicators is to make sure that things are very, very simple so people can understand this quickly. There'll be less noise uh, once you get this right and people will take action. So here's my tips. Uh, Again, five tips to help you do this to create a branded house um, so that you can get this right. Tip number one, uh, only have sub-brands for major events. Okay, not every event needs a sub-brand. So again, when we go through the branding process with with our clients, we create an overarching church brand. Um, What we mean by that is there's a logo for the church, there's a color scheme, there's fonts, uh, all these different things we've said, hey, these are brand standards. This is our visual identity. And everything basically looks very much in line, in alignment with that that brand identity. Now, when you have a major um, event, you, uh, you wanna create a, you might want to create a specific brand for that event. So um, for, mo- for minor events, you want to keep in line with the overall church's brand. So keep in mind, major events, there's opportunity for a sub-brand to be created. Minor events, 
keep them within the church branding, okay? So one example of a major event might be, I'm actually gonna share this with you uh, here in this episode just a little bit later, but there's a church, Cornerstone Church, that's doing a men's conference, and this is a major event. Like they are doing marketing, they're trying to get hundreds of men to show up at this conference, guest speakers, they're flying in a special um, kind of entertainment thing for this event, it's a weekend, it's two nights, it's a really large event for this church. So that is its own brand. It's a major event that they are putting a lot of effort into to promote. But, you know, a, for most churches, if your men's ministry is just having a meeting on Monday night, like a gathering where you're going to come together and just barbecue and have a, a devotion, that's not a major event. Just keep that promotion within the context of the overall church brand. Okay, and again, I'm going to talk about that major event for Cornerstone Church and what we did for them. So you can maybe understand the difference between a what I'm calling a major event and just a minor event that should be in line with the church branding. All right, so the second tip uh, is that sub-brands are only created for major ministries, not every ministry. So not every ministry needs to have its own branding. Okay, so for a lot of you, that might be a big exhale like, oh, <laughs> um, I've gone into churches where I've, I've been working with them and then they have a like a women's ministry with its own name and its own colors and fonts and brand and logo and everything going on. Uh, same thing with the men's ministry, same thing with the prison ministry, same thing with the youth ministry, same thing with the outreach ministry. Like they've got all these different brands that they have to manage. Not everything needs a brand. In fact, it's very, very confusing to the outsider coming in if everything has its own brand. If you're calling the women's ministry sparkle and you're calling the men's ministry iron sharpeners and you're calling the uh the prison ministry uh broken chains well somebody coming in doesn't know right off the bat what those things are all they hear is very insider language that they don't understand so keep it very simple so that people from the outside can understand quickly just call it um the the women's ministry of your church so women's ministry cornerstone church men's ministry cornerstone church something along those lines um, or uh, very similar to that so that it's very similar and consistent Uh, if it's a major ministry again this is where i am i'm making a different a a separation here major ministries are ministries that um, are very attractive to the church so I've, i've worked with some churches that the women's ministry is very attractive to people in the community and it actually has its own brand um, so maybe if you're a church that has a major ministry that maybe you have a conference that's unique to that ministry, maybe there's like a mailing list that's very unique to that ministry, the audience is very unique to that ministry, uh, well then maybe that's worth having its own brand, but everything else should fall in line with that. And again, just uh, uh, from my experience, most churches can, can go with men's ministry of Cornerstone Church or uh cornerstone women something along those lines so keep it very very simple Uh, maybe the youth ministry is something that every church or most churches should have as as a different brand a sub-brand because you're trying to reach teenagers it's usually you know you're doing some special things just for teenagers but outside of that like most uh, every every other brand should fall in line with the church all right so that was tip number two so tip number one only have sub-brands for major events tip number two only have sub-brands for major ministries Everything else should fall within the church's brand. All right, tip number three. Um, if, you, if you don't have a major uh, event or a major ministry, 
keep the fonts the same and keep keep the colors within the same uh, brand colors. So um, the major ministries, again, can have like its own brand uh, standards, colors and fonts. But otherwise, keep it within the, the context of the overall church brand. When I work with churches, um, I establish a, a logo, a color scheme and some fonts that go for that church. So all non-major ministries or events should be in line with that initial uh, initial block of colors or, or those fonts. Okay, tip number four, only have three or four fonts for your church. Three or four fonts at the most. Like, uh, don't use a lot of different fonts for your for your brand. The mistake I see a lot of uh, churches make is that they have access to a thousand fonts on your computer. It doesn't mean you should use as many fonts as possible. That that becomes very confusing. Only use three or four. Define what they are and use them over and over again. In fact, what I recommend is have one major font that you use for headlines and one font that you use for your body text. So one headline font, one body font, and then go with that 90% of the time. Very rarely should you change change that up. Um, again, if you have a major event or something like that, there's opportunities, but otherwise just keep it in line. Okay, that was tip number four, is to have three or four fonts for your church as a whole for every promotion that you do. Uh, same thing with the website. If you can, make sure that font is a maybe a Google font, something that you can use on a website. So online and offline, you have a, a very consistent feel to it. All right, tip number five, the final tip is have five brand colors. So for your church, define five colors that are your brand colors for your church. Um, you, can, you can have more, you can have a little bit less, but five is a good number. And those colors should be used... Uh, throughout your promotions for the church online offline those are the colors and what i recommend within those five is that you have two major colors so maybe maybe your major color with your logo is like a let's say it's orange with cornerstone church the church i'm going to use as an example orange is their major color so orange is what you see in the parking lot orange is what you see when you come in on signage you see a lot of orange within the uh the, this church property and the environments but we also do have some sub colors that we can use for different events that we're promoting. And when you're like when you're seeing a slide deck that's happening, pre-service slide deck or something like that, you'll see maybe 12 different slides go by and they all look like they belong. They're not all orange, but they all have the same color scheme to where they all look like they belong. That's what you want. You want to create that consistent flow um, that is coming from that that block of five colors that you're using for for the church all right so let's let's take a look at the um the men's conference uh with cornerstone church i'll tell you how we uh we created that sub brand before i i jump into that i would love i would love to just um be your guide uh to help you create your brand in fact maybe i've worked with you in the past and you're listening to this podcast episode to just reinforce a lot of what we've talked about with our initial um conversations you know, that's a big part of this podcast is just to support you. Uh, or maybe you're new, you, you're, you're just doing church communications. Maybe you're a volunteer. Maybe you're a pastor that has to do everything and you found this podcast. Well, I want to help you. I want to be your guide. Continue to listen to episode after episode. And I'll give you some great insights on how to create a brand that's clear and consistent so that people take action. They take next steps. They take a step to come to the church and then take some next steps. If you haven't already gotten my free checklist, go to churchbrandguide.com, get the free branding checklist, 
It's going to open up your your mind to what a brand is and how to use it for your church. So I uh, my background's in branding, but I love working with the local church, and so I want to help you apply branding principles. And uh, my free checklist for churches are is designed just to help you. Uh, it's going to move the needle for you just by downloading that free checklist. So make sure you check that out. Also, want to let you know about my free playbook. Actually, it's a um, it's a playbook that I put together for your church. Uh, it's it's something where we set up a phone call. If you want to be a part of this, set up a call with me uh, through my website, churchbrandguide.com. Uh, once we get a conversation going, we'll figure out if we're a good fit. And uh, I'll answer any, answer any questions that you might have about what a brand is or is a brand right for you or should you go through this? Any questions you might have, uh, maybe we'll, even what the branding process looks like. We'll just make sure we cover that. About, we'll have about a 30-minute conversation. Just make sure that it's a good fit. And then if you decide that you want to proceed, the, the next step, the best next steps that, that I can provide for you or really that anybody can provide for you is a, it's to provide a playbook. This is a paid service that I do for you, but when you think about it, branding is something that is or potentially can be very expensive once you get things like reprinted or a new sign put on your building. Those things cost a lot of money. You're talking upwards of $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 to go through a complete rebrand depending on the size of your church and your property. Um, So before you go through all that, I want to make sure you get it right. You know what you're going into. You know the process. And so my branding playbook allows you to do that. It's a very small price relative to what a true overall brand is which, you know, when, you, when you're building a website or these other things. So uh, just get on a call. Let's talk. Let's see if this is a good fit for you. If it is, um, I'll send you over the first step uh, to schedule a call with me so that I can give you the evaluation of your current church brand. You'll know what you're doing right. You know where, where there's room for improvement. And then also I can provide a playbook for you. So Cornerstone Church had this men's conference and they reached out to me and they're like, hey, we want to brand this because we're going to do some marketing for this and push it. So what we did was created a very masculine brand and it had its own color scheme. The Cornerstone Church color scheme and fonts were were set aside so that we can create a, a overall masculine brand that really leans into this uh, audience that they're trying to to reach. So we use a very masculine uh, font that's a slab serif font, a very bold and punchy font, and it was mixed with a condensed font that went with it for the body. So the headline font was bold, blocky, uh, slab serif font with this condensed font that was used for the body. And then uh, color scheme was completely different from the church. It was this red and black color screen with silver and gray mixed into it. Uh, We created a landing page on the website for the event that was specific for this event. So it did live on Cornerstone's website, but it was a, a a sub link to this specific page. And as we ran promotions to it, we would, uh, like on Facebook, we would have a link that went directly to this landing page for this event. And on the landing page, it had all the information for this event, how to sign up, how to register, how to purchase your ticket, because it was a ticketed event, who the guest speakers are, where the hotel uh, you should stay was, and also a video promoting the, uh, the special entertainment that they were bringing in for the actual event itself said all the details on this landing page and the opportunity for people to purchase the ticket to then attend the event. And it was completely branded towards the uh, the event. 
and not towards the, uh, the church. So this was a big enough event. You could probably tell that uh, by the details that I shared that um, this church is really pushing this event as a standalone event. And so we were able to create a, a sub-brand, um, its own brand really, that was able to um, stand alone and promote the event really well across multiple forms of media, online and offline. And then uh, uh, Cornerstone was able to then promote this event within the church, but then also on social media. And it had its own look and feel, but it was on the platform of Cornerstone Church so that it was, you know, it tied back to the church. And then on the on the website itself, on the church website, uh, we were able to put on there the uh, link to the event, like click here to learn more. And they would take you to the landing page that had all the details of the event. So, yes, it tied back into the church by being on the church platforms, but it had its own look and feel. And this event is, again, designed to be a standalone event that anybody outside the church could be a part of. And that's one of the criteria, too, that we use for creating a, like a, a, a brand that's unique for an event is, like, you know, if people from outside the church are able to come and be a part of this event, it's not a church church event like specific to the people in the church, then that's a great opportunity for you to create a different brand for that actual event. So I hope that helps you to understand kind of some criteria of like what it what it takes to create a um, a sub brand or I keep on calling it a sub brand but it's a separate brand for your church for an event or a um, a ministry within the church. Otherwise, I would just say everything falls underneath the 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 church brand. Everything falls underneath that initial brand uh, standard for the overall church. And I would fight really hard if you're the church communications person, to simplify brands. So you don't have to manage uh, a lot of different brands within the church. It's going to help you be very clear as you communicate to the people in the church. Really, you're trying to serve people in the church that are that are coming to the church. So for, uh, for, for church staff or church insiders, we kind of get tired of using the same thing over and over and over again. But it's not about us. It's about the people that we serve. We need to make sure that they understand where um, their next steps are uh, and they're not confused by all the different things that we have going on. So don't get bored. Uh, fight, the, um, fight the urge to just make yourself not get bored with your brand and uh, really try to serve the people that, you, that are coming to your church and help them understand quickly. So again, hopefully that helps you with this podcast episode today. Uh, my name is Michael with Church Brand Guide. I would love if you left a review on the podcast so that more people can find it. Uh, also subscribe to the podcast, uh, the audio podcast. And I do post these on YouTube as well after a while with the video. Um, so you can check it out there too if you want to. Go to uh, the churchbrandguide.com website. And if you go to the, um, the blog section, I have show notes there. Or there's also a podcast link on, on the website where you can see any show notes. Um, I actually have photos of the, all the things we created for the, uh, the men's event that we just talked about, the, the Man Up men's event. So you can see the overall vibe and the look and feel of what we created for this event. So if you want to see that, go to churchbrandguide.com you'll get a good feel for what we created. Hey, thanks for joining me again. My name is Michael with Church Brand Guide, and I will see you on the next episode.